Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Naked and Inside Out. It's Sin and Janine here with Andy Saldana and Justin Shear. Um, a little bit about their background. Andy is the Director of Operations for New York Tech Meetup. Um, he's also the co-organizer of the Gay Tech Meetup in NYC. And Audience Development Live Cube. So many things. <laughs> And then also, he's a community organizer, startup coach, nonprofit management, and an event logistics. So he's here. He's got a lot to tell us about his kind of um, path to success and struggles and all the things that we like to talk about. And then we also have Justin Shear, who is the founder of LiveCube, a really awesome app. So he's going to walk us through that. He's also the co-organizer. Um, of the Gay Tech Meetup for NYC. He's a designer, developer, and startup founder. I feel like we need the da-da-da, here they come. Okay, sorry. That was a lot. Um, <laughs> so I guess a little bit, if you want to kind of start us off with like your background, how did you get started each on where you're at now? Great. Uh, this is Andy. Um, hi everyone. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Texas and from Houston originally. Went to school in Austin. Moved to San Francisco because you know that's what you do when you come out, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the great gay me- mecca. And I was there for about eight years. And while I was there, I did a lot of nonprofit work as well as uh, got into event logistics and planning for large trade show and conferences with a company called UBM. Um, I did that for a number of years, and it really uh, solidified my career as far as event logistics and just learning all about project management and how to interact with uh, large clients such as Cisco, Oracle, um, all those wonderful big brands you hear about in Silicon Valley, and making sure that everything that is supposed to happen at a live event happens at a live event, and you realize how big the teams are running those events behind the scenes. So I've learned a lot around AV and just venue searches and hotel room blocks and all that fun stuff that you never thought you'd even think about in your life. Um, And then I decided, then I met a wonderful person in my life, Justin here. And uh, Wait, did you meet in San Francisco? We met here in New York. I was here for work for one of those trade shows and um, a friend introduced us and for me it was kind of like, wow. Who is this guy? <laughs> Beautiful, gorgeous, and awesome. And I went back to San Francisco, and I was telling all my friends, "Oh my gosh, and that all of my life, he's going to be my next husband." Blah blah. blah. Who's this person you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and um, we ended up dating long distance for a year, going back and forth between San Francisco and New York. Oh wow! Um, my company had an office here, so it made it easy. Justin a, was a freelancer at the time, so he could work for it wherever. Yeah, more flexibility. Yeah, so it made it really great, and. And then about a year into it, I realized that Justin was not going to move to San Francisco. <laughs> and so I had to decide if New York was the right option. And um, things just kind of fell into place. I got offered a room to rent really cheaply. Uh, my my company let me transfer. Oh, wow. Um, That's great. To the New York office. And yeah, within six months, I was here in New York and working full time, you know, dating Justin having a great time and realizing that I did not like my job. And um, an opportunity opened up at New York Tech Meetup. A friend introduced me, the same friend who actually introduced me to Justin. Oh, wow. This is, a, this is like... <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a networker. He'll recur. Okay. Yeah, exactly. um, he introduced me to Jessica Lawrence from New York Tech Meetup and was like, you're perfect for what she's looking for. And she and I met over coffee. And it was instantaneous with her as well. And I fell in love with what the job description was and just her energy and all the passion that she brought to the table um, for this nonprofit. And she told me I was going to be the second employee. Wow. <laughs> how, how did you feel about that? Like working um, at work? I was like really a scared, actually. Yeah. Uh, Justin, <laughs> Justin and I had already started living together and I was... Um, really nervous about taking a job being only two employees yeah and uh well most people don't even know that they have right full-time, full-time employees staff, for this meetup it's kind <laughs> yeah. of the only meetup in the world that does that yeah because it's so big <laughs> and we um so i i went back and forth about it and you know i talked to my mom i talked to 
Justin about it. And Justin was in the startup world already. So he was like, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to fall in love with the energy and meeting all these entrepreneurs. And I was like, I don't know. And my mom was like, are you going to get insurance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All these yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the logistics yeah. behind it. Exactly. <laughs> 401k, do they match? Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, I don't know. You have you have status at your company. You have a tenure. You're... You've been there for seven years, you know, you're vested, like, yeah, like you why sure? change, right? Yeah, yeah, why change? And I was like, I'm not challenged. They, they don't recognize my ideas, all these things. And so I went to a New York Tech meetup to see what it was all about and fell in love with it and the energy. I was really, <laughs> so I took the job. Jessica offered it to me. I took the job and I was like super excited to be moving forward. But I do have to tell you, the night before I started, <laughs> I had this huge crisis of just ethical crisis and thought crisis of just like, is this the right decision? Am I going, am I making a stupid decision? I'm leaving my secure job for a tiny, you know, organization that's nonprofit and it's a nonprofit organization. And do I want to be working in a nonprofit that's serving um, a demographic that's privileged white men? I don't know that I can put all of my passion behind that. Yeah. And then be serving, an, a, a de- again, that demographic. And what difference am I truly making? If I'm going to be a nonprofit, I should be making a huge difference. And poor Justin ended <laughs> up with me <laughs> that night before. And he was like, you're, you're wrong. You're going to see that this the ecosystem is much larger than what you see. Um, and you have that. You're going to have that opportunity to change those those demographics and I was like oh I don't know I'm so nervous but yeah I showed up the first day and Jessica and I just hit the ground running my first task was to plan our South by Southwest installation oh that's awesome um that was happening in a month wow I had a month to get it (laughs) off the ground and we had 40 companies going down with us um and two people and two people (laughs) on board and it was no pressure I fell in love with it like all of that energy that she brought to the table and that I had um, on all of my knowledge about event logistics, I just made it work, and I got to meet so many pe- people. The first week I was on the job, <laughs> the first day I was on the job, she's like, welcome. We met at WeWork. I was like, this is a weird space to meet in, um, but very cool, and we had memberships there, so she's like, here's your membership information, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't even know what this is. Where am I at? And she's like, and we're going to American Express for a meeting in an hour to meet with the, some C-level executives to talk about the sponsorship for South by Southwest. And I was wow. Like, okay. <laughs> First hour on the job. Very All right. Cool. Then that Friday. Come in, coach. Yeah. Um, I went to Mayor Bloomberg's last State of the City address as Jessica's guest. And we, we walked in and she knew a ton of the city officials and they were just like, oh my gosh, New York Tech Meetup, New York Tech Meetup. And I was just like, what did I join? <laughs> Wait, this is crazy. <laughs> and um, we went to South by Southwest that year. She we, she and I just kind of killed it at that show and made it all happen and made everybody happy. And we worked that day specifically from 5 in the morning until 2 a.m. Just making sure everything was running. We had you know, a breakfast program and then a full day program with Expo and then an evening program, you know, that we ran the, the list for. So it was just insane. And I wow. was like, I can't believe it. And getting to do it in Austin, going back to where I went to school and I had a bunch of friends and getting to show them. Yeah. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. I would tell people, oh, I do event logistics. And they're like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and getting to show them what, what I did, it really, it really made me realize how much I had learned over my career and I realized how special getting to work at New York Tech Meetup was going to be Um, and from that point forward it's just been a wonderful ride Um, and I'm getting to meet so many amazing entrepreneurs um, and we are making a a difference in the ecosystem overall now we really are focusing on diversity and creating access for the entire New York City um, population to have access to uh, the tech ecosystem that's being built here. And, you know, she's, Jessica is so passionate about women in technology. I'm so passionate about people of color and diversity and LGBT in technology that we can't help but look at the tech ecosystem through those lenses. Yeah. And even when we're selecting demos for the stage, I tend to lean towards those that are being developed and created by outlier entrepreneurs versus 
those entrepreneurs that have all of the like the, the resources, resources yeah. and all that fun stuff available. So how long have you been with uh, New York Tech Meetup? Um, I've been there for two and a half years. Okay. And it's, um, I get, like I said, we're, we're still two people full time. We have really? A, we have wow. one additional person part time. Okay. Um, she's an amazing community manager, so she's been a great resource. And then we have a part time developer on staff um, that's trying to help us automate some of those processes. So that's our whole team. That's crazy. And we have a membership of over 46,000 members. We do a monthly event that we're known for. It's awesome. Um, where we put companies on stage to demo their product live to an audience of 800 plus people every month. Um, so it's a lot. Of That's work. insane. So much fun. And I get to do all of the recruiting. So I see so many apps and I hear so many pitches. And in the two and a half years, it's probably, I, I can't even count the number you're Over like the thousand? tech police. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have like a, like if you don't like them, do you have like a go-to phrase? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm thinking of like fashion police, like Joan Rivers. Yeah, like. I, I just always say, you know, unfortunately it's not the right fit for our state. Okay. You're very polite. Yeah. I, I always try to be polite. My mom taught me how to be polite. So I always try <laughs> like to be I polite. Yeah, exactly. And it's been wonderful. I mean, like, you know, working um, in that community um, has been really fantastic and just getting to see all of the entrepreneurs and living with an entrepreneur and helping my boyfriend create a company and, you know, push his company forward. It's been amazing. So I'll let him talk a little bit now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know what? The, no, one of my favorite things of the New York Tech Meetup, you know what it is? The young kids that come. Oh my gosh. Yes. They're like 10 years old, 13 years old. Oh, I have a question. And I'm like, and I hear the voice and I'm like, oh my God, that kid. And he's like, and then, you know, they'll ask, mm-hmm. how old are you? And they're like 13. And they're like little entrepreneurs in the making. It's right. And they have like and legit they have questions. Code. Yeah. yeah. They, questions. They, they have their thing on YouTube. And, like, <laughs> and wow. they come every month. And they, one, it's incredible. One kid named Peter, he's always offering suggestions. Oh, so and so demoed a few months ago. You should talk talk to them about integrating <laughs> um, with their product. No, but yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, that's why I am not like tech, whatever savvy. So, I mean, if I look up something to do, it's usually like a young teenager, and mm-hmm. this is what. Yeah, there's a YouTube this video is, of a teenager like showing um, you how to do this it. This is how you do it. And I'm like, wait, I still don't get it. And I'm like, can I call you? Like, how do I do this? But it's incredible that you guys allow the younger kids to do it because I know a lot of organizations that don't, and it's great for them to sort of just them evolving themselves, right? And what they're doing and just them sort of looking at real life. Like, this yeah. is what people do for a living. It, it's and my favorite it, part. It's like uh, <laughs> having the high school groups that, um, there every month is really <laughs> phenomenal. Um, we work with Camp Interactive, Code Interactive, CI. is what I call them because I can't keep... <laughs> they yeah. change what it, what it is all the time, but they're amazing. Um, they're really great allies to New York Tech Meetup. We work with uh, Preeti Birla at the... Uh, Department of Education and the Innovate NYC. She brings students on a regular basis, and it's really fun to see the high schoolers from these programs that are not, again, don't have direct access to these networks. It's just seeing them inspired every month and getting, you know, allowing them to to get that inspiration, just like all of us are there getting the same inspiration and yeah. knowing that they're working on similar projects, and then seeing them pitch on stage. Um, we've off, often had. Uh, high schoolers do show off their products that they're creating in their classes and it's amazing the stuff that they're creating yeah. and and what eloquent speakers they are and like, what good ideas yeah. they have yeah too. they have amazing ideas and yeah. you know i um i unfortunately force justin to attend <laughs> as often as possible <laughs> but it's been really good because you know he at the end of it he gives me such a different perspective of what he's seen on the stage and and it really helps uh guide like what I'm looking for in companies and I always have his company in the back of my mind mm-hmm. of trying to figure out like how when I'm seeing other companies of like oh maybe we should be talking about this with Live Cube or maybe you know when we're putting together our, our pitch deck like I, I know what a good pitch deck looks like and what a bad one doesn't you know and just just different things like that um, are all tools that I've learned on the job and a lot of it I realize there is no better way to learn that than actually doing it. Very true. It's been really phenomenal. 
So now while all this was going on, were you starting LiveCube at that time or was it already established? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had started, I think, in around 2011 as part of a gamification conference. So we made this app because my business partner, Gabe, the one that introduced us, um, we had a company together, um, and he, he has all these 5,000 million companies, but one of them is a big, uh, conference about gamification. And as we were working together, he, you know, we both thought it would be really cool to do kind of a proof of concept of what gamification is as an app, sort of kind of meta for let people actually experience it, uh, that maybe are new to the field. Um, I don't know if you guys even know what that is, but it's basically applying, you know, p- uh, game mechanics and things from games to other other areas to change behavior and to make things more fun. So Uh um, it really evolved from something very simple at first. um, And it just kind of took on a life of its own because uh, this conference happened, uh, you know, every year and uh, each year we'd kind of improve it a little bit. And then it got to the point where we said, why don't we really try to do this for real? Uh, Because it really resonated with people so much. And I'll describe what it is maybe um, just so people understand. Um, it's basically a web app that um, is set up for live events and really for conferences, but it can really be used in any kind of even theater situations or sports we want to get into more. Um, really, any any time where there's an audience that wants to interact with each other with sharing ideas and meeting other people. Uh, there's a lot of event apps out there, but um, mm-hmm. ours is really different than anything else out there because of the way it really taps into the the social conversation that's already happening. We just give people a framework to be sort of tweeting about the ideas they're hearing from stage. And that's kind of the central mechanic in the system is tweeting ideas and uh, retweeting others. And then there's a whole game that's that's uh, enveloping the whole thing. So it's, it's kind of cleverly designed because um, it's about it's all about engagement and getting people to use the app to in, really enhance their experience, make it a more, more fun and memorable event for them. So they get more out of it and the, uh, the organizers get more out of it from their side too. Yeah. Um, you know, you get points for posting and reposting other people, but you can't just expect to spam the system and win the game. You have to write the really interesting posts that other people repost you. And if those oh. points really add up in an infinite way, so oh, that's how you win. Is. So it's okay. the cool thing about it is it's not a distraction. People say, oh, well, won't this distract people? And I, my answer is it's actually the opposite. It actually focuses people more on the topics that the yeah. speakers are talking about. Um, and there's obviously a whole section in there for meeting other people and uh, chatting with them. Uh, it just really ties everything together in a way that I don't think any other app really comes close to and uh, anyway so we're developing that that's been in development for about three years and been out in the market for about a year and a half now and um, right kind of within a few months after we released it um, Andy invited us to demo on stage at New York Tech Meetup and so that kind of brought us together a little bit he helped us sort of craft that a little bit and um, you know know what to expect and they're very good by the way as being a demoer um, just at Helping people know what is expected of them, keep it short, but you know, you, it's not about showing slides, it's about demoing your product. Uh-huh. Like, no, there's no slide decks allowed, there's no videos allowed. Um, it's you have to show your actual thing. So, um, yeah, I like to say telling your story through your app, yeah, so actually doing a live demo, and exactly, telling the story of, of your basically company and app. Yeah, and I just, I wanted to mention that because, um, Andy, you know, even, even people that don't get on the stage at New York Tech Meetup. They are so good about still offering the best advice. And I think Andy's, since he sees so many apps, uh, is a person in the city that probably knows more about the ecosystem and what to do and what not to do as a, as a startup um, than probably anybody. You know, so he, You're the guru. You're the startup that, but... guru. <laughs> do, you, do you ever do consulting work? Um, I don't actually, yeah. but I do. As part of New York Tech Meetup, we do offer um, coaching services, yeah. and I do meet often with entrepreneurs who are just like, "I have an idea, and I want to just pitch it to you," um, and I appreciate any feedback. So I meet mm-hmm. with people on a regular basis yeah. um, that seek us out for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we don't. In any official capacity, we don't do any kind of consulting. It's more just um, volunteer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and directing them to the right places that do that kind of consulting work. It's something that I, if I had time, I probably would. But 
you know, both Justin and I are incredibly busy people. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. we, have, we have our Very fingers in a lot of stuff. So. But it, it, just to tie that all up, it's just amazing that Andy has all this background in live events and that the app is about live events. So yeah. it really makes sense for us to kind of be working together on that. There's just so many levels oh that... When I saw the saw the live <laughs> cube for the first time, I was like, "This is amazing! I want to <laughs> use this for every event that I do." And um, as a user, I hate tweeting at conferences. I am the wor- world's worst when it comes to Twitter, and I go to a, a ton of events and a ton of conferences, and I just, you know, I feel pressured. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I have to create." A really great thought and <laughs> what was that Twitter you know that speaker's Twitter handle yeah. it's, so it's totally unorganized usually. yeah and yeah. so when I saw Justin's app for the first time and I started using it at the game at the um, G Summit I was like this is really cool like the the speaker's name is already um, the speaker's Twitter handle is already populated there's already an event oh, hashtag cool. po- populated you don't even have to think about it like all that information that you need for the tweet is there. Yeah. And you just have to write really awesome. And whatever your thing, you know, your thoughts. Your one thought. It really lets people that are just kind of likers, you know, like mm-hmm. they just hit like on Facebook posts. That's me. Yeah. That's 80 90% of people yeah. anyway. And, and that's the cool thing about the app because mm-hmm. it really brings them in as well. Right. And that's how the whole point system kind of works. So I have a question. Yeah. Um, okay. So say I'm at an event and I want to use live cube like how do i know that this event is like sponsored with like well, like how do i know yeah. like my people will be on this format it's, or... it's really we're hired by the event organizers so Got it. Okay. we market our company and um, we do charge for it especially for um corporate, corporate events right? because you know there's yeah. there's a lot of need out there and that they, they all want it and but anyway yeah so it's a b2b product basically yeah so um, okay we, we market to other um, event organizers and companies uh, to provide that service for them, um, and then they market it out to their attendees that they'll oh, be okay. using this. Right. So, so you, you would know prior to right. the event, right? And then God. they market okay. it That's to, right. yeah. like, they let you know what the URL is and stuff. And right. it's not a downloadable app; it's just a web app. So. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that makes it. That's why I'm like, I haven't. I'm like, I haven't been to yeah. any. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll evolve into something else that yeah. where the attendees can kind of grassroots bring it into an event or something. One of the things yeah. I'm cool. excited about getting to work um, on the product and and um, where it's at now, where where it's going to go is is trying to engage it more on the community level. So giving it to some of the uh, non- local nonprofits to use for their conferences and their events. Uh, and just trying, we're talking about possibly creating a version that's more self-service mm-hmm. so that smaller meetup organizers could just kind of use it on their own without us to program it on the back end or, or customize it on the back end. It's more of just kind of a, a turnkey solution. So, yeah, and the cool thing is, um, you know, we really want it to be available to nonprofits and charities to mm-hmm. use because they also have events and they really don't have the money to pay for it. Uh, where they should, you know, they, they're using those events to raise money or things where, um, anyway, it's an opportunity for us to really provide it to them at a very low cost or for free. And we, you know, we're actively seeking out, you know, large meetings uh, in that sphere to kind of partner with. And, yeah. yeah. And, and in exchange, um, it gets our branding out a little bit so into a different audience. What was the initial response at the tech meetup? Uh, I think it was really positive. I mean, Honestly, the app has, has just gone so well, and every event we've done, we've we've probably done about, I don't know, 50 large live events by now in, in the year and a half, I guess, and, you know, we're trying to do more and more all the time, but um, the, the response has been so positive, and people, the thing is, you can tell from the metrics that people don't just open it for 10 minutes and then stop using it mm-hmm. the way a lot, we've heard a lot of, a lot of other apps are. Um, people really are using it through the whole thing, so it's it's very well received. It does really work on the engagement level, and people yeah, love it. It's fun. It's so much fun to yeah. use. There, um, Justin was really creative and and creating some of the features. And so, it's one. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful app to use. Two. Um, there's all these like icebreaker challenges, and so at the beginning, um, one of the ways that we suggest that the organizers implement it is at the beginning of the event. They bring everybody together, generally, mm-hmm. in, a, in a general session or keynote, right, mm-hmm. to kick, kick it off, and they do a sp- what's called a space race. And the screen goes to this 
outer space with all these rockets on it. Whoa, and your phone, like Galactica. Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and then on your phone, if you're in the app, it goes to your team's color, uh. and you press it. And as you press it, the, the rockets respond on the big screen. Oh, that's cool. And like a good you're challenge. automatically in this team competition. That's awesome. And you're like, I want the blue team to win. Yeah. I want the blue team to win. And whenever you see that happen, <laughs> you're automatically engaged and you're excited about using this app the rest of the rest of the event and so one, one more thing great. I just want to say about that which ties that all together is it's not just about <laughs> earning points because I mean that gets you a little far but people don't really care about that you earn points from buying a loaf of bread at the store you know like yeah. that's, that's <laughs> not so amazing by itself but um, we have a whole challenge and prize section and we we work in creatively with our um, organizer uh, customers to come up with really cool prizes that people really want. It's not about like giving away iPod touches as much as um, coming, you know, doing like a secret session that maybe um, you have to, if you complete a challenge, you're eligible to go to that secret session. Or maybe if you're the top point earner for the first day, you get to have lunch with the CEO. Oh, wow. Something that's an exclusive oh, yeah. experience that you can't get any other way. Yeah. Um, and it really brings people into it. Like they really want those prizes, and um, so that that makes the whole competition really that much more interesting to people and more compelling. I mean, you know, if one of the sponsors wants to give an Oculus Rift to. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that too. That'll be a cool price too, but you know. <laughs> so, what inspires you to make make it? Um, like, yeah, I, was like, I know, guess yeah. I don't know. Like, it's one of those things we just always. I had been to conferences, same thing as Andy said with Twitter, and there was always just all this disorganization, and we just really we knew how to do game mechanics, and we knew how to do this technology, and there was just this big gap in the market for something like this, and it just kind of over time it evolved and, and it just made so much sense to do and it, it had success. So I don't know. It, it was just something that we saw a need for and we, we went for it. And do you approach like certain companies? Like, do you like have a certain like, Oh, like we're going to go after X, Y, and Z companies like, or have we're, we're actually word of mouth kind of again? working on that right now. It's been more word of mouth. Um, you know, and obviously the more exposure we get, um, that's, that's brought more customers to us. And, um, yeah, but we're we're working on we've got a whole new kind of branding everything um, that's coming out very soon and uh, so yeah we're 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 gonna actually do some real marketing soon. Cool. Yeah, it's it we kind of went back into stealth mode right now and we're about to bring it back out to the market. I have a bad habit so. of we need to redesign everything. <laughs> <laughs> like like any designer, you look at it too long, you're like. I'm over. Oh, wait. Like, yeah. this is so old. I need to, like, recreate my whole identity, like, yeah. ten times. So that's exactly yeah. what's happening yeah. right now. We're recreating the entire identity. And, <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we're looking to make a bigger splash in, in the next six months. Oh, so my God. It'll be a really, it's an exciting time. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm getting to help with it. It's, like, again, right up my alley. I love anything to do with live events and organizing the live events. And yeah. Like, you need to do this and you need, you need to add this feature. Especially making <laughs> them fun, you know, like right. that's what's lacking from a lot of live events. I mean, there's always great stuff to learn. There's always great meet people to meet, but there's nothing really, you know, bringing the level of engagement fun up. And yeah. this really does that. So that's what I love it. And it really injects that just kind of like a little bit of positivity where there maybe wasn't, that before so and the interaction too yeah, absolutely i think it's great cool <laughs> um so where do you guys find time to relax <laughs> I mean, like, in between and amongst all these things and we didn't even get to the gay tech meetup yet but well like when and what like how sunday do you guys relax afternoons sundays afternoons favorite time. okay yeah you, you know you're in our apartment we have a really nice comfy couch it's beautiful a really great big bed and we spend a lot of our sunday afternoons in one or the other just yeah netflixing it you know? Nice. <laughs> I mean, you have to because we're, we're going, going, going. I mean, yeah. we're working 10, 12 hour days yeah. pretty much every single day of the week. And attending live, uh, attending live events. Right, there's all the these events going on all the time. And, and, you know, I travel for yeah. live cube sometimes. and Organizing events. You've got yeah. to just carve just... out the time on the weekend and... So that, that Do you works. guys ever get sick of each other? I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hide. <laughs> never. With, Don't throw that never, bottle ever, at ever. me. No. I <laughs> like, sure, I sure to work at the office often. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> works from home a lot, so I work at the office. Okay. So. <laughs> but no, no, no. We we have a really. It's 
like I found my best friend in, in Justin and it, mm-hmm. we have a really great relationship and it's been we work well together yeah and there are times when I see him like oh my gosh I'm stressing him out like and but we've gotten to you know we, we've been together for over five years now and it's kind oh, of wow. like we know how to read each other yeah and, and sometimes sometimes space. it's the right time to let's talk about work stuff and sometimes right. we're just like we need to shut off yeah. right now. No, and just, yeah. That's great. We're gonna be yeah, we're gonna be exactly like recharge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Or just say yeah. no. We're not talking about work right now. Just right. You know, relax. We, we have a really great friend community here, so um, we get out a lot, and we have, uh, you know, we know a lot of people in the city, and it's just fun. It's a great city <laughs> to be in, and it is. It's and, the best. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get out for an hour and ride my bike. It's like go ahead. I mean, this yeah. is I, I mentioned this before we started recording, but um, I I love having friendships with people that you get to collaborate on projects with too, because mm-hmm. it it gets you to see a different side of them. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, everybody is so good at different things, and if you're just friends with them, you know, we have friends that are actors, we have friends that are you know in just every industry you can imagine, and you just don't really connect on that level. Um, I've done a lot of stuff with film in the pet not a lot but um i do sound recording for sometimes i do music production and sound mixing and stuff and i especially growing up in california i was kind of more around that and i loved having friendships with people that we could you know i would work on their short film or something and it just um i don't know that really cements a friendship to me and i love that we get to do that as well um you know kind of on a daily basis and i never get tired of it yeah, and That's Justin, great. actually, he's a huge music nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a huge music nerd. I like all kinds of music, especially bubblegum pop, which he can't stand. I hate bubble all kinds gum of music. Bubblegum pop, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that is. You know, oh, you know. Everything, Nicki Minaj. And oh, like yeah. yeah. I, I call that the millennial music. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. She was making fun of me because I was listening to this on Spotify playlist <laughs> called On Flake. Oh, my God, it's so good. You need to send that to me right now. It's like, I mean, like, I was like, what are you? It's listening? just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's necessarily good, and it's, I, I it's not agree. the music I really listen I to, but it's like, whatever. It's, it's, fun. it's, it's exactly. Fun. Yeah, so we differ on that. <laughs> so what type of music do you listen to? Oh gosh, I don't know. I love, I love a lot of electro- electronica. Actually, like, I, I have this really awesome. Uh, just kind of house music station I listen to a lot working because there's no you know lyrics and stuff um, called Frisky Radio and I just love them they are so amazing the music's always good on there uh, and I just stream that all day and then I don't know like I have a bunch of I have a whole record collection of 60s soul music and I love kind of the whole Radiohead-esque kind of music I love you know he likes a lot of music without words yeah. I don't quite get it <laughs> focus I yeah. get it you can like focus yeah. and hone it I, I always get distracted and I'm always like singing and like and then I'm like oh my god what am I doing like I can't exactly. write if I'm singing along right. to things I get so, it yeah, yeah. so we, when he's connecting with other friends on, on, on the music I'm like go have fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 well, well hello funny. it's kind of like how we discovered that there's such thing as like movies with um just sound and like no words like no not even captions I like never oh, knew that like that landscapes. existed landscapes no, which Sean the was lens. watching. I just had no idea. I'm like, really? see? Silent movies. <laughs> yeah, silent She's movies. never heard of a silent movie. <laughs> I know what a silent movie I is. I definitely probably couldn't be silent during right. a silent movie. But yeah. You would get kicked out of the silent movie. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, yeah, where are think, the words? I don't think I would be able to deal with that. I'd be like, ah. So, yeah. so I guess like what keeps you guys like just motivated and inspired and like, I mean, I know you guys are busy doing a million things, but like, like what are things that you're seeing or what are things that you're like? I don't know, like finding that's exciting, like going ahead. Yeah, for me, it's definitely the community aspect. I am, I was raised by a social butterfly. My mom is, you know, the social butterfly of the family. So I was always, she always was interacting with friends and colleagues and family members. And there was always people in our house. We were always making meals. I was always cleaning the house and getting the house ready for guests. And we always had strangers (laughs) living with us. So 
you know, she's always very giving. Wait, real strangers? Like, you know, people she knew, but... Oh, like, I, was like, I was like, that's amazing. I'm like, you would just, like, have, like, people. Like, you know, almost like, you know, the... You thing know, that, like, or like a bed and so, breakfast. Yeah. So-and-so's yeah. um, niece is coming to Houston to visit. Yeah. Um, she's going to be staying with us for the week. And I'm like, that's have you ever met her? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, so, you know, we love so-and-so, yeah. so it'll be fine. Yeah. So, you know, um, we're hosting a... An exchange, an exchange teacher from Japan for six months. See, that's incredible. Like, it okay. seems so foreign here in right. New York to think that way, but like yeah. that's so cool. I yeah, that and is so very I cool. just grew up yeah. with that energy, and it wasn't until I was older that I realized that that really is what drives me personally. Yeah. are those connections, and um, I, wherever I'm living in Austin, I have an amazing friend network in San Francisco. Um, I found my my gay family and. Then created an entire network there, and you know, figured out what the bear culture was in, <laughs> in San Francisco, and it just changed my life, and it just really um, made me realize that there are so many people to connect with, and so it's so easy. Like one of my favorite stories is I was at a bar in San Francisco with a friend, just sitting on the terrace outside, having day drinks as as you do, yeah. and um, these this couple came and sat next to us and my friend and I could tell that they were lost. So I turned over and I was like, Hey, can we help you with something? Or how are you guys doing? And they're just like, Oh, we're great. We're, it's our first day in San Francisco. We're visiting from, um, Melbourne, Australia. Um, the city seems a little empty. I'm like, yeah, everybody's at Burning Man right now. (laughs) Um, but we couldn't go because of work. So we're here. And we just had, like, a two-hour-long conversation. We hung out all week that they were there. Wow. That's awesome. Um, it was so much fun getting to, get to, getting to know them. They were, so, they were just amazing it, balls of energy. And just, yeah. you know, it was, it was really cool. We introduced them to our entire friend network. And then um, a year later, uh, I started dating Justin and he and Gabe, <laughs> our friend Gabe. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna call him Golden Gabe. Yeah, he's I'm gonna call him he's like pretty much part of our Gabe family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they were going to um, Australia for vacation. You did not. I was like, and you... oh, you should look these guys up. They're really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so they did, and they hung out with them in Melbourne. That's oh amazing. my god, I love that. Everybody became like really great friends and we still keep in track in touch with them they come to new york almost every year they now live in la so we that's amazing more and it's just that kind of of connections is what i live for like that's really what drives me because most people wouldn't even have talked to those people right exactly you just say hi that's it i mean it's a gift who you're ever who you're gonna meet and who's sitting next to you right yeah so i really feel like that's really what drives me forward and in my work at New York Tech Meetup and the the Gay Tech Meetup, it's all about that. It's all about building the community and getting just getting people in a room together to talk and meet each other and really see um, how they can help each other. And we live in this gigantic city, but how often do you really have real conversations? I agree, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, speaking for myself, like I find it that it it is kind of hard, like going to like a meetup and like mm-hmm. how do you like just. Janine, you're excellent. She's <laughs> she'll start hiding. talking about like I don't even know Italian food or something, something like. I find it kind of like for me, it's like it's a little difficult and like intimidating, like getting into like a big group of people. Like, who do you talk to? What the heck do you say? Like, hey, you know, I don't know. I I think that's a gift. Like, it's, it's amazing. Well, it's very hard. It's a hard thing to do, and I I suffer from it too. Like, I walk into a room where I don't know anybody, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just stand here against the wall. Yeah, that's and, me. Um, <laughs> no. Wait until somebody comes up. And but at the low. end and of the day, so everyone else feels that way. Or yeah, someone yeah. knows someone that you know, right. or oh, I went to that restaurant too a month ago. You know what I mean? Then everyone comes together. You it's know. true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I'm just inspired by the whole tech community here. I mean, th- there's so many amazing people here. They all have great ideas. They're all like really positive people. You know, there's. Not everybody is, but you don't have to talk to the negative ones. And, um, they can go off in the corner by themselves. But no, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm agree, I agree with Andy. Like, just expanding our network and not just to do that, but because you you form these relationships with people that you may be friends with for decades, you know. And mm-hmm. I just feel this this community, it just feels very 
encouraging to me, uh, the tech community here in New York. Um, and I can't speak for the other coast, but I know that this is <laughs> where I want to be right now. Oh, Jesse gets a lot of inspiration, actually. I, I like to watch him work when he's not paying attention. <laughs> You're like Heidi. Like, well, I have, binoculars. I, I sit on the sofa and I can see his, his monitor, his computer monitor. And he gets a lot of inspiration from beauty on the, on the web. Like, just yeah. beautifully designed sites, photos. And he has a habit of collecting some of the most amazing visuals out there and um the funniest gifts in the world and i'm like how do you find all these like, yeah. what do you yeah. do all he's like oh well i'm reading all this stuff and i like it so i save it like, how do you how do you, do you right. have like a tumblr like or do you just save um, it your i should actually like for those kind of arty things yeah just there's so much different stuff out there and like you gotta you gotta just be open to new things so you and just keep it like on your desktop yeah like, i just like yeah, yeah i just have a folder i yeah. save things in and once in a while i call it inspirations and then yeah. go through there once in a while or things you have you don't even thought of for a year but yeah. might really like help you get through a block on a new project and i really am one of those people i don't like want to copy anything i don't even think of doing that yeah uh but you can definitely think you can be inspired by what that designer was thinking and you can tell and that that there's just so many like amazing people out there, especially even young designers out there that just make me freak out. Like I will never be as good. You know? <laughs> it's scary, right? Yeah. Like the talent is just and they're like they come 19. out so much out of school, yeah. or they're still in school. They're like, oh yeah, like I um, prototyped this app and I did this, <laughs> and now I'm like going to be speaking at this conference. I'm like. Wow. Like, it's, yeah. it's such an exciting time. Right, and, and that comes back to the community, too, because there's more resources for those people than ever now to get funding and get, you know, uh, mentorship. And um, there there's just, yeah, they're, they're encouraged. They're, like, there's the ability now to actually build something yourself. And I was going to say, too, just um, this is a little more techie, but um, we have these amazing phones now that, that really are the main platform for what all the new software is and the screens are just so beautiful now and there's no limits to what you can do you know and the tools are there now so you're right even somebody that's 17 or 12 can make amazing apps now that even five yeah. years ago that didn't even exist yeah. so yeah. you know with the back end and everything they, they there's a lot of technology to know to be able to do that but the the tools are getting easier and easier all the time and that's inspiring to me because it brings more people into um bettering their lives bettering other people's lives yeah i just keep people like justin myself surrounded by people like justin <laughs> so that it seems like i know a lot <laughs> <laughs> i totally agree <laughs> i'm like oh i need a i need a comment on that subject let me ask justin real quick <laughs> oh yeah that's what i do i i throw out like oh this ui is horrible <laughs> <laughs> Who designed this? Right, like, exactly. And I just make sure you're using the correct terminology. I'm like, that's actually more of the UX than the UI. Like, but whatever. yeah, I get what you're saying. But it's really great because yeah. it helps me learn more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I teach you fashion. Yeah, I teach you fashion. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the bar is so high now for apps. I mean, like, if you make an ugly app, nobody's going to use it. I don't care how well it works. Uh -uh. You know, and that's kind of goes I, I, I didn't realize that until I started seeing so many ugly Bad. apps. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, whoa. Well, it's funny, too. That's not ready for our stage yet. <laughs> <laughs> but there could be an app that's I'm done. sorry, we're not the right fit. No. <laughs> but it's true. If you think about it, there's so many apps that are actually great uh, functionality-wise, mm -hmm. right? Or they have like a really smooth user flow and it and it works, right? But then it just doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, how do you bridge those two things That's together? going away, though. That's nobody's Nobody downloads those crappy-looking apps anymore. They really don't. They're all pretty much pretty good now. The, the UX is way improved in the last few years. I, I like yeah. to say that New York had a big piece in that. Um, just seeing the technology that was being built here after being in San Francisco and seeing some of that technology. Uh, I think because of the creatives that live in New York and the fashion industry and the advertising industry, like you have to have things that look good for mm -hmm. people to use. And as New Yorkers, we have a high we do. bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, no matter what your style is, it's... Yeah. You could be complete street grunge, but you look like really great on fleek. Yeah, yeah you're so <laughs> on fleek. <laughs> exactly. And I think that really influenced um, more beautiful apps being created. And it was a big difference when I first started at New York Tech Meetup, seeing some of the most beautiful things. 
in front of me. Just like, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of stuff nobody ever even sees because it doesn't get popular. Mm-hmm. There's just so much of that. And you get to see a lot of you it. You see a lot of it. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Then you can set them up with designers. <laughs> right? Exactly. I do often. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, I love the functionality, but you need to work on your, your UI UX. And I have a list of resources for you to, yeah. to talk to. And, That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really great. And it's really fun because, you know, if if you're an entrepreneur, you don't know everything. And you. one of the things that I tell them is that you have to understand what you don't know, what your strength, what your weaknesses are, and then surround yourself with people that can yeah, help provide or, that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Balance. Yeah. Really so now, this whole gay tech meetup, now how did this, like... Come together, <laughs> like, yeah. Your other side project. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's the side side other, project. Other, 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 other I don't know. Is that a hobby? A hobby? No, a no hobby. I just. Yeah, <laughs> um, again, uh, for me personally, it's it kind of came out of wanting to do more for my specific community. But the opportunity happened when a friend of ours contacted actually Justin and was like, "This meetup group." is going to go away they offered it to me for ten dollars so i bought it do you want to help um organize and justin's like i don't know but you should talk to andy there's five of us that all got together to talk about taking over this group and what our goals were for this group and what the needs were what the needs were and Mm -hmm. they hadn't done an event in two years so there was this list of about 500 people that weren't having events on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and i was just like i don't know if this is the right time, there's so many organizations out there that are already doing this kind of work. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. We were like, should we just give the list to like a start out or out in tech or lesbian to tech and mm-hmm. let them go with it since they're already doing that kind of organizing or should we try to do an event and see what it is? We all agreed that we would do an event <laughs> just to take a pulse. And we put together a, a mix and mingle, which, which we're having on Wednesday Mm-hmm. And a hundred people came. Wow! And I was like, the list is only five hundred people, and a hundred people came to this event. All right, there's something it's, here. Yeah. There's obviously a need that's not being met, um, and this is the organization that can help meet that. We started meeting regularly, the five of us, to kind of co-organize. Quickly, my co-organizer Chip and I became the ones kind of pushing forward on a lot of the events. Again. It comes second nature to me to kind of plan an event, um, <laughs> put things together really quickly, and uh, yeah, it's like breathing for him. He's like, oh yeah, I just sent out an email where we're watching a show or something, you know, <laughs> inviting everybody. Or I just did this whole event, right? We just it's incredible. Of it. It's we'll just see how, it, how it with goes. one hand tied behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we started doing these these regular events, and uh, again, it, we're now at I think. 1,200 people wow. in the meetup group um, in the last year, and really... 1,200? Yeah. You went from 500 in a year? Yeah. Wow. And, That's incredible. You know, so we, we, a couple of things about it. We sort of uh, settled on this pattern of every other time we would do just a mixer, and then we'd do like a content-heavy presentation or a panel or something that's topical right yeah um at more of like a um a space versus a bar Mm -hmm. uh in the city because there's a lot of little spaces now that you can do meetups and they're very generous um uh, i think thoughtworks is one we've used a couple times they've been really awesome and um anyway so you know there's always these topics going around in our heads and i don't know we just kind of throw out ideas and think this this is really probably something people will be interested in and we can actually get a speaker for. Um, what are some of the ones we've done? Um, um, we crowdfunding. Do crowdfunding. So just understanding what crowdfunding is and how to use Kickstarter and the other crowdfunding platforms out there. Um, and just to to. And the the panelists are usually like gay um, co-founders or people that are subject matter experts. Not always though. Um, in fact, we're definitely not exclusive. And we want. That's the other thing is we really decided from the beginning we wanted this to be a very inclusive group. And not, even though it's called Gay Tech Meetup, which we've actually found is kind of a problem because people think gay men. Uh, and mm-hmm. our group really is heavily male, which we're kind of dismayed about because we definitely don't market that way. We, we don't want that. We want it to be a very, you know, lots more women and lots, I mean, even straight allies, everybody. There's really no reason. Because a lot of our um, content is 
helpful to everyone and then there's always some kind of LGBT angle to it too yeah my favorite event that we've done to date is was in June for Pride called Developing Pride and mm-hmm. I leading up to Pride this year there was so much momentum with the Marriage Equality Act mm-hmm. and just huge issues happening and um, from the New York Tech Meetup side I was seeing like the whole diversity issue picking up steam which was super exciting as well and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is a perfect opportunity to really get um, LGBT developers and founders in front of the audience and just let people know that we're here and we're making stuff and Absolutely. Um, creating technology and doing awesome things. Yeah. And not kind of pitching for investment, not pitching for any other reason, just like, you know, coming out basically. Yeah. And saying, like, we're here. This is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And... We decided to put this together in June, uh, again, to celebrate Pride, and it was so much fun putting that event together. Um, Just seeing all the different applications come in from across the country, and uh, a few from out that were international submissions um, of of cool games and tech that were being created by LGBT across You want to give a couple examples? That's great. Um, We had... There was that app that helps people come out. There, there's oh, an app it's called awesome. Coming Out, and it, um, oh, really? it's, I think he's trying to launch it in October, so he did a quick little pitch about what it's going to be. That's and, cool. Um, I think it's called Coming Out or Come Out or something like that. And Yeah, um, it's, an, it's sort of a little community of people mm-hmm. that have just come out or are trying to come out. That one was really awesome. That was That's really very great. cool. Yeah. Um, there was another one that was like a, a mapping project of uh, all of the historical gay bars in New York City, ah. and I think was it just New York or was it San Francisco? It, he started with just New York, so it's basically from the 1800s to now. But you can oh, move wow. a little slider backwards in time and see oh, that's where cool. like, on a map where the different hotspots were and like all these different things. It was just kind of a really awesome history project. That's that really cool. Nobody's yeah. ever really compiled that before. So yeah. there's just all these little tech things that people are doing. One um, was um, sweets delivery, so like ordering from your favorite bakery on demand so like a seamless for specifically sweets oh nice I was like, yes yeah <laughs> and she was she's an amazing you know person just to meet and just talk about like her creative process and what got her excited about creating the app and yeah she was like yeah i go on seamless but i just want dessert like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's so yeah awesome. so there was a real mix of kind of like you know specifically gay focused technology or or and ones like it that were more um founded by uh lesbians or gays um but you know kind of our more mass market yeah yeah so it's really again just to show the power of of what our community is creating and the fact that they are um, developing these amazing games and products so we're, we got a lot of uh, game developers submitting their games that they're creating which were really really cool that's um, awesome and it's just it was just a lot of fun putting that together and my hope is that that program specifically gets big enough that it brings together all of the other LGBT organizations uh, every June. Yeah, right. That's the one we want to do annually and get that to kind of be more and more inclusive over time, especially. Yeah. So working with Lesbians Tech, start out out in tech and any of the other ones that are out there that I don't know about yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're probably in in development right. stages. Exactly. You should talk about the White House thing that you just did. Yeah, so oh. because of the work that I'm doing in the community with New York Tech Meetup and um, the Gay Tech Meetup and just um, being very vocal about diversity and inclusiveness, um, I got invited uh, to the White House as part of the LGBTQ um, White House Summit. Oh my god. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. And it was largely led by uh, Leanne Pittsford, who runs the Lesbian 2 Tech uh, group in Summit. And we've become really good friends. And she's this amazing powerhouse in the industry. Just a lot of fun. And she knows a ton of amazing people. And so, um, there's some female see, power out yeah. there. Yeah, it's really, apparently, yeah. we need to find that. Yeah, <laughs> need to, really maybe the next, next interview. Um, and she put together this this day. This is the second year that it's happened um, with Megan Smith, the the CTO of the US, and she's um, 
and out and proud lesbian as well. So it was really phenomenal to see all these people that are doing all of this activist work and community work around um, our community in technology specifically to empower the different demographics, um, focusing on homeless youth, focusing on marginalized communities and getting them access to learning how to code and getting them access to um, funding. And we have homework now (laughs) from that program where we're trying to, again, leverage our community as a whole um, to give access to these marginalized communities um, and help them get the same access to the network that everybody should have. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been a lot of fun and it also, it's a real companion to what I'm already doing on a daily basis. And I'm excited to see where it goes forward. But a big piece of it is mentorship and making sure that the people in the community that are older and have a ton of experience are mentoring a younger generation and and letting people know that they're in the ecosystem and that they're, um, even if they could just give an hour for coffee mm-hmm. to have a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody and answer a few questions that is mentorship and doing that on a regular basis will really amplify what our community is able to do absolutely so. yeah i mean with that where do each of you like see yourselves in the next five years mm-hmm. That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely together. (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) Brownie points. Still sane. No. um, I don't know. We talk about where we're where we're moving to or what we're going to be doing, and it changes every day. Yeah, it really does. But I will be happy if I'm continuing to do community building work and helping. You know, hopefully, like it would be great if that kind of work was obsolete in five years. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. But that's kind of what I hope for on a regular basis. It'd be great if New York Tech Meetup as an organization that's pushing for diversity and access doesn't no longer needs to focus on that, right? It'd be mm-hmm. great if it wasn't LG, there was no need for an LGBTQ yeah. um, specific community, right? But there's always going to be those, those needs, and I hope to be a part of it still. And a little bit further in my career, you know? Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I have no idea. That's, why, I mean, that's but... totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with me. I mean, I'm in this position now where I've got this great app, and I really hope it goes places. And, you know, we've been talking to people about it getting way bigger than it already is. So, we'll see about that. Um, I have some other ideas for some startups as well. Who doesn't? And, uh, <laughs> that I really want to do eventually that will change, like, basically solve people's financial problems um, because there's no real one service that kind of does everything for you and I've got all these ideas and um, blueprint for that so that's kind of a future startup that I would love to to push forward that's great so I guess one of my last questions do you feel that just being a part of the LGBT community right like have you ever felt held back because of being gay or do you think it's pushed you more forward in the direction to make these community events and like really build on them and let other people feel like they can succeed in this world regardless of how you identify yeah i'll start with that one and just say that it was not an easy journey my coming out story was not the most pleasant thing for anybody i have a wonderful family I've always had really wonderful friends, but in, you know, internally, I was dealing with a lot, as any individual does when they realize they're different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had always felt growing up that I was not really part of any community. My background is Mexican-American, so I always felt like I straddled those two cultures, um, being born here, not knowing Spanish really made me feel like an outsider to my relatives who spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never fit in as American enough um, because of my skin color. So just dealing with that from an early age and understanding those dynamics, it really impacted me. And then when I started dealing with the fact that I was gay, it, again, triggered a lot of those emotions of not really fitting in, mm-hmm. being completely out of the norm <laughs> for my yeah. friends in high school and... Um, I dealt with a lot of depression early on, um, probably all through high school. Um, College was a horrible time for me. I dealt with a lot of uh, depression through um, college and 
I was trying to go down a career path that I didn't feel was the right career path as well. And I just never felt like I knew who I was. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to San Francisco and the world opened up for me. It really allowed me to express who I who I thought I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, at that point in my life, I experimented with everything and met a ton of really creative, inspiring people that were older and they had been through those same struggles. So you, you connect along those um, lines with people. And at 24 in San Francisco, you're just like, wow. <laughs> it's a breath of fresh it's air. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's the first time that I had felt attractive in my life. Uh, being um, a bigger, stockier guy, and you're in a college town like Austin, and even in the gay community, you don't feel attractive. Yeah. You go to San Francisco, and there's an entire community full of thousands of people yeah. that identify with your body type and find you specifically attractive, and you're just like, wow, I didn't know <laughs> I had this power. Watch out, girl. <laughs> makes you own it you become more confident yeah that was a huge turning point for me like living I learned so much in my time in in San Francisco I made a lot of mistakes you can ask my exes (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was not I was still trying to figure out who I was yeah and I think being gay really is a huge part of that you know like it really defined character in me it really made me realize all of the lessons I've been trying to learn um, and as I get older, I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I'm the same person. Um, but it's all those experiences that mm-hmm. make me who I am now. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was like in my early 30s that I started realizing how much power I had. I was like, wow, I can do stuff and yeah. I know stuff now. And <laughs> I have a friend that I met in college. Her name is Elisa. And she is a phenomenal activist and Latina, a queer woman of color, just powerful woman sweetest woman in the world and I interviewed her for a psychology paper in my senior year in college and she was like so how long have you been out and I was like oh I'm sorry she's like yeah you're I met you at gay coffee I assume you're out and I'm like oh yeah uh you know and I was still dealing with all of those yeah. wonderful feelings that we deal with right coming out and she was like we're gonna be friends <laughs> um, <laughs> And I was just like, I don't know who you are, <laughs> but I love you. I love how confident she was. And, and she was very, like, she got power and just, like, own your culture, own your past, own all of it. And you're going to be, and she was super activist. And I was not at that point in my life. I was like, you're crazy, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's so positive, yeah. right? Do you think that's, like, somebody that has inspired you? It totally. She, I she gave me such inspiration and continues to give me such inspiration in my life and I go back to her on a regular basis she's the director of the multicultural center at UC Berkeley now um and our lives have always like separated and come back and she's always been a constant just friend and ally and she always told me you're gonna get there one day and when I when you do I'm going to be so happy for you. And the last trip I took to San Francisco, we we hung out and she was like, you're finally here. Your passion is just oozing out of you. I was just going to say exudes from you. And that's why, I mean, like, I just met you today. And I mean, like, to me, like, that's who you are. You're this huge power and force of your activist nature and like all these things. And like, you're mentoring, like, you're doing so much power and movement, like helping others, like... For you to, like, you know, like, tell your beginnings also. And it does, you know, like, obviously, like, that makes you who you are. And you bring that with you uh, through all your journeys. I appreciate that. Yeah. I am barely getting to a point where I'm comfortable with it. I'm 36 years old. It's taken me my entire life to get to this point. And it's really, I'm super excited. I'm so excited right now. You should be, you should be so proud. Yeah, like, to be with somebody that I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who inspires me on a daily basis as well yeah. through his work. And um, it gives me such energy to be around these people that are doing such amazing stuff that I feel a tenth of the power of what I see that they have. I don't know if that makes any sense, but 
it just feeds my energies and, and I just love it so much. And I love connecting people. I love motivating people. I love making sure that everybody around me is better at what they do, regardless of how it impacts me. Yeah. It's my, my number one goal is to make sure that everybody around me is taken care of. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job <laughs> of that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Justin, do you want to, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I say too much about it, but, um, I my you know I came out really late actually like at 32 that was 10 years ago now and um which is still kind of crazy to think about but so I my life is kind of split into two halves almost you know like yeah. in reference to your question about being held back versus being propelled forward and I think not coming out I mean I I had a great life up until then too um I was able to participate in things that I might not have otherwise um I I've done music for years and uh, anyway, when I when I came out was um, that part of my life sort of went away a little bit, uh, but a whole new you know areas came into focus and just meeting so many people. My point being that not coming out was what held me back, not coming out. Yeah. And my life has just been so great. I'm so blessed again to have somebody I love and have such an amazing family that you know supports me in everything I do. And we really do have an insanely huge group of amazing friends here in New York. It's just such a great ecosystem in so many ways for for me and both of us. Um, And the reason I moved here was because I just wanted to live in New York. There was no real reason for it, but uh, it was the best decision kind of I ever made. And I've I've just felt so at home here. So our community um, and our friend group and everything, there's just so many amazing, talented people that I draw inspiration from. And um, I felt nothing but lifted up by them you know and I just I would wish that for everybody coming coming out would have as good of a experience as I did Mm -hmm. no that's great thank you guys for sharing so um you guys are obviously doing a lot of great things for everyone in our (laughs) so inspiring I'm so inspired I hope everyone else is just as inspired day jobs are doing great things but you're also you know taking the time out to do things for the community which I think is great so thank you guys so much for coming on um, I don't know if you want to let people know where you are on the web, um, social media, but... I'm I basically Twitter, just my name, Justin Shear, J-U-S-T-I-N-S-C-H-I-E-R. My company is LiveCube. That's on Twitter at, at LiveCube, L-I-V-E-C-U-B-E. Um, you can pretty much reach me there. Um, and Andy's got a much better Twitter handle than I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, my, huh? My, <laughs> my Twitter handle is Chola Couture. <laughs> um, it's a long story. <laughs> uh, but it's C-H-O-L-O-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Um, That'll and... be next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive deeper. Yeah, into feel that. free to email me directly at andy at nytm.org. Um, again, that's A-N-D-Y at N-Y-T as in Tom, M as in Mary, dot org. Great. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you right, so thank much. You. And um, if you have any questions, please email us at hello at nakedandinsideout.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Until, Until next time. time.